It is story time, ladies and gentlemen. And oh boy. Oh boy, am I excited for this one. So, luckily, grades are now in for the fall semester. Very excited to see how everyone did, you know. It's good stuff. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it's over. Not because of the grades mostly, but now I can talk about what I've wanted to talk about for a long time. I waited until the grades came in because I don't want to take any chances. I don't want to I don't want to take any chances that someone might go back, see this, change a grade, things are set in stone now, so I can talk freely. Feels good. Today we're going to have a little story. It's about a class I took this past semester. And I want to talk about this because there is a world of classes out there known as gen eds general education classes many public schools and private schools have a system where even in college you have to take prerequisite classes to graduate just flat out to graduate and they they range very widely as they're intended to do in order to uh, culture and educate the students in a variety of ways which many times I think is very helpful I've taken a lot of gen eds that I actually really enjoyed Uh, for example last year I took a Broadway musicals class which I didn't think I would enjoy as much as I did I learned a lot, and you know, I, I know who some famous uh, some famous directors and composers are now that I did, did not know before. So that's always good, you know. I've had positive experiences. However, however, we're going to talk about a gen ed today that I did not have too much of a positive experience in. I'm not going to name the professor or the exact name of the class. I'm sure it won't be too hard to find that out on your own if you truly want to. But for the purpose of not doxing people on a public platform. I will not do so today. But this class, just in general, was about the study of Asian Americans. It was an intro-level class, and that's uh, that's all I knew about it, really, going into it. I didn't know that much. And honestly, you want to walk the line between easy and interesting for gen eds. Okay, that's that's generally what most students are looking for. They don't want to be overwhelmed by this work that in the grand scheme of things, is not going to benefit them so much outside of the collegiate world and maybe a trivia night later on in in their 20s. But they also want it to be interesting. Even if the class, for me at least, was boring as hell, but easy, I still wouldn't want to be there. I want to at least somewhat be interested in what I'm learning about, even if it's the most mind-numbingly easy material. I still want to be interested. And I thought picking classes, uh, you know, before the semester that this class, I read the descriptions about it. I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be a good candidate for that. Didn't seem too hard. It had good, uh, like reviews from students on Reddit. And I thought, you know what, let's go for it. Let's do it. And I had a couple of friends sign up with me and we were, we were not excited. We weren't, we weren't scared, but we were just going to go in and get it done. But let me tell you, there is a third, there is a third prerequisite category that I know from now on that I will look for when choosing gen- general education classes. And that is just simply put unbiased education. I, I, it's it's something that apparently has lost all meaning in the collegiate world, which is just so, so sad. But you know what? It did check the other two boxes. It was easy. The quizzes weren't that hard. The tests weren't that bad. And for a large part of the class, I was interested in what we were talking about. We'll get into a little more of the exact content later. But for the large part, it was it was interesting. I was not bored out of my gourd. But sometimes 
I was interested in in a way that I should definitely should not have been, and that was almost to the point of just just deep disdain for what was being said by the professor and what was up on the projector. This class is so biased that it hurts. It, it, it At times, I would be physically hurting. Rather than learning about Asian American history, we spent large swaths of time focused solely on how for 250 years, minorities and specifically Asians have just been shit on in society. And sometimes it wasn't even focusing on Asians. We spent large lectures and a large amount of time focused on African Americans and other minorities, and we completely divulged from the, the true topic of the class. Now, I'm not saying it's unimportant to learn about history and the discrimination of certain groups, and you know, you'll learn from the past to fix mistakes, and I'm all about that. There's no doubt that I, I, did, I did appreciate at points talking about uh, you know, certain periods of American history specifically, because that was what the class was focused on, where discrimination took place. We talked uh, a lot about Japanese internment camps, and we talked about uh, the Bikini Islands and how they were forced off of their their homes for nuclear testing in the 1950s. And I thought I think topics like those are important to learn about. I'm not saying we should we should mull over those, but what was missing from this class was that it framed everything as if Asian Americans haven't really done anything other than be victims and hate and and be victims of hate crimes from the American government for the last 250 years. That's all it was. There was never a point where we really where we were where we really dove in to the positive contributions Asian Americans have made to American society, which there have been numerous, and we just seem to gloss them all over. Never once were people like Dr. Feng Shang Ho, who single-handedly saved thousands of Jews during the Holocaust, mentioned, Stephen Chu, a scientist who won the Nobel Prize in Physics for his work on cooling atoms, or Yo-Yo Ma, a fantastic and vastly popular musician who has won more than a dozen Grammys for his work on the cello and Stradivarius. Names like those were never brought up. And I know those are just three those are just three people I could have cherry picked and that they weren't mentioned, but there wasn't there were not really lectures where we spent time talking about the achievements of Asian Americans and it was almost solely devoted to their misfortune in our history. And that's what always just deeply irked me. And and for a while, so I was in the class with two friends of mine and we sat together and they try and stay largely out of politics, which is fine, but they would tell me when I would get upset about things and we would walk out and be talking about it, that they would tell me, you're probably the only one that really thinks this. Like, you know, it doesn't, you're, you're probably getting worked up and it's not really affecting that many people. And, you know, she, she, uh, one of them said that, that there's, most of these kids are on their phone anyway. You know, they're not paying attention. And, you know, I kind of started to like fall into that. Like maybe, yeah, maybe kids just don't care and I'm really the only one seeing it. Uh, but then there was one day we were in our discussion portion. So on Fridays we would have, instead of lecture, just like a, a 30 student section of our lecture and we would have a TA direct us with either a PowerPoint or a video and we would oftentimes get into small groups and talk about whatever was being presented that day and we were in a group one time the group was myself my two friends and these three other students that we had never met one of them was this this white girl who right off the bat seemed kind of liberal but in a way where she didn't really care what was going on so you could just tell that she didn't she just was a typical college student didn't really didn't really care about politics in that way but you could tell she was a little liberal then we had two guys one of them told me when i think the, the question was prompted i didn't ask him or anything but i the question was prompted that he was he was uh he was half japanese 
and he was an American. And the other one was an international kid. And I honestly don't remember uh, what specific nationality or ethnicity he was fr- he was uh, part of. But I remember talking to them, and the the one kid who who's who was an international kid, he you could kind of tell he wasn't really like the most social person in the world, but he was funny. He was really funny because he was he was the type of guy that was not afraid to say anything that was on his mind. And <laughs> we're talking about something entirely unrelated, and he just kind of goes, "Does anybody else get the feeling that this professor hates white people?" And I was <laughs> I was I was kind of like, "Wow, this is I don't know I don't know how to react because you know part of me is like, is he?" Is he trying? Is he being serious here? Is this a joke? And I was just like, I, you know what? You said it, not me, man. Because this whole at, up until this point, up until this point, I had been, I had been shocked multiple times a week at what the professor was saying, and just her liberal bias, and how it seemed to come off, especially towards white people. And I was like, yeah, look, you know what? You said it, not me. But I, I, I see where you're coming from. And the, the, the other guy, the Japanese guy, says. He says, you know what I what I don't like is that my it, it's it's like I get it, okay? Like Asian Americans have been shit on for 200 years. I I get it. Now, what have we done that's good? What have we done that's positively contributed to society? And I was I stopped in my tracks. I was like, "Are you kidding me? This is exactly what I've been I I thought no one else I thought no one else thought this." And the white girl seemed to kind of disagree and she was like, "Yeah, well, you know, it's important to but the the two guys who were actually Asian. They were actually Asian. They were the ones that said, "Where are the where are the lectures about the the positive contributions that that my ancestors and my my relatives have made, you know, in our society? Where where is that?" And it was nowhere to be found. And I just thought that was deeply profound because it, it was the for the first time it was for the first time that I thought that maybe I was not alone in this thinking. <laughs> and it was it was nice it was a, it was a nice relief to hear. And my friends and I all had a had a good laugh about that later. Um, and but but honestly, honestly, part of it is just the professor. This content could have been f- phrased and presented in a way that was much better off. However, the professor was so deeply biased and consumed in her Berkeley education that. She was not willing often to present the other side in any reasonable way. And there are just so many examples. I would never say this completely without evidence. There were numerous uses of the Al Jazeera media company, also known as AJ+. You've probably seen it on Twitter or Facebook or another platform. They're a huge multimedia company. And she would use them as sources on the weekly. However, what she's not telling you and what many people don't know is that Al Jazeera is a media company, a huge media company that targets American viewers, but is funded and bankrolled by the government of Qatar. Qatar is a government that also bankrolls organizations organizations such as Al-Qaeda or Hezbollah or Hamas. You see where these intentions lie with these companies and these professors that then use them in American universities. It's shameful. And once again, it's not like she can't have these opinions, but if she's going to deliver these lectures with the intent of that bias being at the front and center, she should make that very, very clear in the title of the class, in the class's descriptions. You should know full well before going into this class that you will be receiving a one-sided look at many of these points. 
and pretty much all of them. You're not going to be hearing how, how there's another school of thought and that diversity of thought is encouraged. Instead, many parts of the class felt more like leftist, leftist tangents rather than Asian American studies. Some topics certainly related to the class's title, but felt more like a lecture on the way the world ought to be according to her fellow liberal elites. We spent days talking about the evils of capitalism and the importance that everyone understand their place on the victim ladder known as intersectionality. Which, while loosely related to Asian Americans because they are a minority, is not necessarily what people thought would be happening in a, in a, in a class dedicated to the Asian American studies. I admit, actually, though, that I, while I thought much of the material was appalling, I wanted a good grade. I did not want to get a bad grade by saying what I thought was wrong with her opinions and many times what is the truth. I thought, you know what, I'm just going to suck it up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the pain. I'm just going gonna, gonna to try and get the A because it's not worth it to fight this battle in the long run. And I would craft beautiful postmodern responses tailoring to exactly what they wanted to hear. I poured my heart out in a paragraph form about my utmost privilege being a straight white man, the evils of straight white men, and my duty to use that privilege to help minorities. I would leave after sometimes feeling sick to my stomach. No, not really. But I would leave afterwards feeling like I cannot believe I just turned that in for someone to actually grade. And it was... It, it, but oftentimes I would get a laugh out of it. It would it would be a nice story to tell later when I was going out with friends. And I don't understand how the how universities came to this point. How they came to allow this type of of rhetoric on their campuses. And it's not like it's not like before this modern era that college campuses were were right wing. For centuries, universities have been the center of diversity of thought and the discussion of different ideas. And more and more now, the modern American university especially is moving towards this leftist, often coastal elite type of view on the world where if you're not a part of it, you have no place on the college campus. I'm not going to say that that conservatives are their own victims because I, I hate the use of that word and, and the way it's been used now in in modern uh, political discussions. So I'm not going to say that, but I will say that conservatives are at a distinct disadvantage because many times they a, a student who graduates from high school will, will go to college and if they are largely apolitical at that point in their lives, which is fine, they are only going to receive a view of the world tailored for leftist ideology when they get to their university, whereas, where that is the critical point in a student's life where they will be forming their political opinions for later on. And that's what's so concerning, is that, is that they're never getting the other side of the, of the story. I, once again, if there were classes that specifically said outright from the beginning that you would be in for a left or right view of whatever was going on, then fine. So be it. If that's what it takes and you have to split it up like that, do it. But what I think it should be is that college professors hold back their bias as much as they possibly can. And they try and present things the way that they are intended to be taught, which is unbiased, which is difficult. I am not saying that is an easy task, but you should try your absolute hardest to not insert your own political or religious or any any group's thought 
and just try and present facts. What's difficult about that is that history books oftentimes were written in ways that presented only one side. And I fully get that. So I think the best course of action now would be to try to revolutionize the way that college campuses teach their students and that we really aim for an unbiased view. I don't think that's even close to happening or ever might. At this point, it doesn't look like it ever will. But that's that would be the goal. We can only hope for a future like that. What, one more thing that just was maybe the most the just the most hilarious moment of the class for me was on the on the test on the, it showed up on one of the midterms and then on the final again because it was just such a good question was simply what is the definition of capitalism when we had spent lectures we had spent multiple lectures talking about the evils of capitalism so i was already ready for whatever answer she was going to throw at me but the correct answer on the test for what is capitalism is an economic system based on capital and the exploitation of people's labor. That was her definition, the correct answer. The exploitation of people's labor. She was presenting that as an absolute fact as to the definition of what brought you the microphone I'm recording this on, the computer that it is going through, the phone you're listening to this on, everything that everything that we enjoy in terms of the luxuries of our society and the products of that and the fact that we are the richest country in the world. She explicitly stated that the only reason that happened was through the exploitation of people's labor and that and that capitalism is evil. Multiple times she would talk about the the minority's peril at the expense of capitalism to completely and outright refuse to acknowledge the, the wonders that the system of capitalism has brought to America and many other parts of the world is insane and should not be in an accredited university's lecture halls such as the University of, of Illinois. It just shouldn't. And on that note, we're going to wrap things up. If you liked today's shorter episode of just a short story that I talk about from my personal experience, then I think I'm going to keep doing them. If you don't like it and I hear negative feedback, I might stop doing them. But I thought I could bring anecdotes from my life into this podcast where I could then branch it off into a more important overarching topic. And if you did like it, share it with your friends. I'm always trying to grow. Pass it around, word of mouth, social media, everything helps. I appreciate everybody who listens This has been Where Liberty Dwells Podcast. I'm your host, Vaughn Hilp. I'll see you next time.